you, Hillary. Frankenberry's got strawberry-flavored marshmallows. Caltrocula's got chocolate marshmallows. But I've got blueberry-flavored marshmallows. Frankenberry. Caltrocula. <laughs> and blueberry. Hey guys, welcome back to Napalm Nanny in the Shack. I'm the pile of children's Santa letters left at the post office, Napalm Nanny. And let me remind you to cry on company time and to find me on Instagram under Napalm Nanny in the Shack. And if you want to buy me a cup of coffee or if you want to keep the shack going with a donation, my Venmo handle is Wendex Burns My Eyes. Huge thank you to Molcajete Mami and to Chris Glasses. Words honestly can't express how grateful I am for your support. Now on to the show. And it's the most wonderful time of the year. The weather gets gloomy and the craving for cozy blankets and spooky movies skyrocket. And it's time for my personal favorite holiday of the year, Halloween. And the origins of the holiday is pretty interesting, or it is if you're a history nerd like me. Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival, Samhain. The Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Northern France, celebrated their new year on November 1st. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred, 
and on the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain, when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to the earth. And in addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids, or Celtic priests, to make predictions about the future. And for a people entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long, dark winter. And to commemorate the event, Druids built huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes typically consisting of animal heads and skins and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. And before I go any further, here's this week's playlist. Enjoy, guys! Jack the 
Jack the Ripper, oh Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper. Night while lurking in the dark, saw a chick walking through the park. He grabbed her by the neck and he choked her and then old Jack is at it again. He called in Scotland Yard, Jack the Ripper, and a bunch of them cried and I, Jack the Ripper. They say we gotta take this killer, Jack the Ripper. We got to take him. Jack the Ripper, oh Jack the Ripper. Say, Holmes, we've got to get this fellow. But I can't see a thing for this blasted fog. Look, there he goes now. Shoot him quick!
my plane and I made it back home. The purple people little had my baby and gone. By 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of Celtic territory, and in the course of the 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origin were combined with a traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. The first was Feralia, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead, and the second was a day to honor Pomona the Roman goddess of fruit and trees, and the symbol of Pomona is the apple. And the incorporation of the celebration into Samhain probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that is practiced today on Halloween. And as we fast forward, the celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief systems there. Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the Southern colonies. Colonial Halloween festivities featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief making of all kinds, and by the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. Then, in the 1920s and 1930s, Halloween had become a secular but community-centered holiday, with parades and town-wide Halloween parties as a featured entertainment. Despite the best efforts of many schools and communities, vandalism began to plague some celebrations in many communities during this time. And my favorite domino effect to this is around the mid-1920s, some theater owners decided to try and help stem the tide of vandalism that arose every October 30th or 31st, because their theaters were not immune from getting egged or soaked up or worse. So they began offering Halloween pledge cards where children signed a promise to not damage property on Halloween. And in return, they could bring the signed card to the theater to get into a children's film showing for free. And there's so much more to this holiday, but I'll save that for another time. Till then, enjoy the rest of the playlist.
let you down. It's forty floors beneath the ground. It's like the sin in there. Oxygen is sitting there. Now make a sign, got it. We won't come out alive for you. We won't come out alive for you. Pull up a tombstone and sit down. another episode gone and honestly thank you guys so much for spending some time with me i appreciate all the support and it honestly keeps the shot going or at least to boost my morale when i'm knee deep in an existential crisis i'm wondering what's the point but i honestly cannot put into words how much i appreciate every message comment share like they mean more than you realize so until next week i am your four-eyed host the one the only napalm nanny stay safe out there guys <laughs>